This is Just Football. And we're here, we're back at Just Football. As the football season comes to an end, we are just getting started. So if you are listening, um, then please hit subscribe on any podcast platform that you are listening on. Um, today, Dan S is hosting, and I've obviously got with me Dan P and Dave. Hello. Hello. Right. I really like that start. That's, that, that was, was a good start. Intro I've done. That's the first one I've written down and read <laughs> out. I planned it properly, so I'm glad. That's what you were typing for five minutes before we press record. Then, yeah. I've got a whole essay of things to get through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's not that I've scripted it, but yeah, I thought I'd, I'd do that a bit more professionally this week. Um, how are you both? Yeah, very good. Very good. Nick. Good, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time to ask us because uh, I'm sure there's lots of football stories to go through. But more, impor- more importantly, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. I've um, been doing a lot of research into football in the last 24 hours. And another <laughs> get- last week we obviously did the podcast and I was brave enough to admit I hadn't watched any of the last Premiership day and hadn't seen any of the results. This week, I'm going to admit, but because I've been busy, I didn't watch the FA Cup final either. So it's... Uh, shocking, shocking. Yeah, But just is. on something you said there, have you not found that since doing this podcast, that when you're seeing random things on Twitter, you take more of an interest? So like, I'm, I'm seeing random football posts now here, and I'm taking a lot more interest on things I probably wouldn't have been looking at sort of six and, months ago. And what it's done for me as a Spurs fan, I've lost complete interest in football up until we started doing this podcast. And it's kind of... Yeah, Re- restarted, reignited my love for football again. Yeah, it yeah. hasn't restarted your love for Tottenham. No, can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> we well, well, we do. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll support. I was say, well, it's something that might come up. I mean, as of recording, we are pretty much close to to signing our new manager. Which I've, I've already seen a lot of people complain about. Which I think is is a bit out of order. But anyway. Let's let's see. We, we've not started the episode we could, properly yet. We could, we could make that a weekly feature as who Tottenham are close to getting this week, and, and <laughs> spend a quick few minutes on it. Um, cool. Thank you very much. Um, I just thought at this point I'd give a, a quick shout out to uh, someone who goes by the name of Lord Sky Links. Um, thanks for reviews on Good Pod. You're, you're leaving. We're enjoying your reactions, especially the ones for shrinking goals idea, which uh, <laughs> I think is is what Dave, Dave and I felt at the time as well. Um, wow okay (laughs) um this week i am going to start with my own themed 11 um my my team and this one is around christmas and i know we're a bit far away from christmas and we're six months out is this die harder football teams sorry is this a die harder (laughs) football teams (laughs) no die hard's not associated with christmas but um, here's exactly here's our, that's what I mean. Yeah, here's not- here's here's our team. <laughs> anyway, no, don't don't get me started. So I've gone for an unusual three four three formation because that fits the people I found uh, more, <laughs> yeah. more than anything. We've got Slay Given in goal. Very good. Got Ledley Free Kings in defence. <laughs> yeah. John Terry's chocolate orange. Tenuous, but okay. <laughs> Missile Tony Adams. No. That's even more tenuous. Actually, I'll take the tenuous comment back from the previous <laughs> They're one. They're all very tenuous. Angel or Angel Di Maria. Yep. Roque Santa Cruz. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that one. <laughs> this is this is tenuous. Gigs in blankets. Yeah. No, I'll, gigs in blankets. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Frankincense Lampard. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Carroll. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm stealing one from your team, Dan, and that's Harry Candy Kane. Uh-huh. Um, well, he's, leaving, really, he's leaving Spurs anyway, so yeah. You could, you should... I, I really like this one. I must admit, I didn't come up with this, this one myself, but Demba Bar Humbug. No? Some of it was good. Yeah. <laughs> and you... and the ma- I haven't done the manager yet. They are managed by Ho Ho Jose Mourinho. Okay, you redeemed yourself there. Thank you. Can I can I add another midfielder? There's there's a few. Uh, you know what? I found loads of midfielders for it. But yeah, go on, name your midfielder. Santa Clausola. Santi Cazola. Yeah, Santi Cazola. Another one I quite liked was Rudolf Van Nistelrooy. Rude. That would have been a oh. good one. Yeah, you should, have yeah. you should have subbed him in. Yeah, well, for, I could have taken Harry Kane out, but I didn't want to do that. If um, you've got a, a better, t- or if you think you can do better than that team, please do send them in. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now we move on to the football headlines for the week, and we'll just do a few discussion points in between. Uh, so this week, Barcelona um, beat Wolf. Was it Wolfsburg in the Champions League women's final? Uh, yeah, the one uh, three two. Three two. Uh, so well done to Barcelona. As we recorded last Sunday evening we um missed that Sheffield Wednesday won the last playoff place um with a last gasp header um pretty much of a death I think we we're all kind of thinking that we were going to see the third penalty shootout of the weekend um, that was amazing yeah well the goal just the reaction for that goal as well was just incredible wasn't it like I don't support Sheffield Wednesday um I think I wanted them to win but I leaked out my chair when I watched that goal go in you, you could add them to your portfolio I think the funny thing about that was that I, I think I was watching the extra time and I messaged you to, you know, in the WhatsApp chat saying, going go to penalties then. And then I literally a second later said, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not happening. Um, and, and I reacted to something you said last week, Dan, it's a bit odd the order where we did the, the playoff finals in, wasn't it? Because they did the championship on Saturday, mm. League 2 on Sunday, and then League 1 on Monday, which I don't think I really appreciated until about half an hour after you said it. The the European competitions are quite similar, aren't they? Because we've had the UEFA. Yes. We've got yeah. the conference this week, and then we've got Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. Really odd. Um, one second, I just need to pause. There's someone at my door. One sec. So while Dan's getting the door, there is something I was going to mention. I don't know whether Dan's going to mention it or not, but we were talk, sort of discussing the women's and men's game being back-to-back last week for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Now, after the Arsenal match last week and the last day of the season, there's traditional sort of lap of honour. But this time around, Arsenal brought out the women's team as well as the men. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Which, which yeah. I thought was really, really cool. So that way, so they got the applause and adulation of yeah. the sports, but also I think because they won the Conti Cup as well, that, yeah. that also helped. But I think it's just yeah. nice to see the is it equality between the two sort of teams. Yeah, and I think that's what we alluded to last week. I honestly think from next season we're going to start seeing more of a merging of I want to say brands. That's the wrong word, but of of the teams. I completely right, agree. Okay, ready to go again. 
we we've carried on. We we, yeah, we haven't we skipped just, a beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah we oh, okay. <laughs> so so I'll just jump onto my next headline then. The, the next headline, uh, and I don't know what you were talking about. So this is repeat. Um, Sevilla beat Roma on penalties to win the. Yeah, Europa. we talked about that. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> we did, but we I want to right. talk about something on that. But Yeah, I think you're going to bring up what I'm about to bring up and I was going to ask for some comments on this is not only was it Jose Mourinho's first loss in the European final, which is probably worth mentioning, but the abuse that was it Anthony Taylor got at the airport yeah, on the way home. Yeah. Any thoughts and feelings on that? Yeah. Now, so absolutely, I think... As far as I saw, it wasn't physical, which is one thing. So that's great, good, grateful there. Two, I'm definitely not saying we should be absolutely haranguing referees, especially their families, when it's not in a match as well. Again, I want to say that. I'm not, I'm not condoning that. But I think it just it does tap into conversations we've had where I only I didn't see the whole game. I'll be honest. I saw the penalties. I saw extra time. Some of the decisions I saw were quite. Well, to me, it appeared quite shocking in terms of how accurate they were. And it just comes back to the fact that referees just don't seem to be accountable. Now, I've seen the headline today that apparently they are investigating him, UEFA, and he might be asked to not referee similar games in the future. But either way, you know, the kind of the abuse he got, especially his family. I mean, I don't know if it was his daughter or what have you, but she looked terrified. Um, But... I also think that that feeds on from, I think one of the things that we were saying when we were talking about doing this podcast is there's a lot of media outlets that just continually feels like are winding up the football fan base. And I think there's a lot of anger then that comes out because of some of this continual, um, what's the word? Just, yeah, just a continual winding up, I think, of, of fan bases. I think that's where their anger comes out. I mean, whether you want to blame Mourinho for it or not, I don't know. Him confronting Anthony Taylor after the game as well kind of feels a bit There is a, There is a little bit wrong. of... Uh, I know refereeing decisions have been bad lately, and I know it's very, very frustrating when it doesn't go your way, when it seems as clear as day. But I think that's slightly se- separate from, like you said, the harassment that he got yeah, at the yeah. airport and the family got at the airport. That's two separate things, right? And then the other thing I was going to add to this conversation is, you know, a few weeks ago, we saw Jurgen Klopp completely berating an official mm. on, on the touchline. So at what point do people watch that footage and go, actually, it's okay to do that? Like, should there be a bit more role model type behaviour? Yeah, yes, so, and, and I'm sure... Oh, sorry, Dave, but I'll, I'll hand on to you. Let's think- carry on. No, no, no. Sorry. The answer is yes. However, I think it comes from the fact that there is no comeback. There is no mechanism at the moment in a game, it feels like, to speak or to have a word with the referee or even to criticise after. Now, just an aside before I hand over to you, Dave, I think I'll text you both in, in the WhatsApp. A bit of joking, but it was true. We were watching the FA Cup final, which we'll come on to, and there was a decision in that. And my wife, who's not really a football fan, but she'll watch it with me if, if I'm watching a game she was saying oh that that was terrible I said yeah and but I said you can't have a you know you can't have a go at referee and she goes why aren't, isn't anyone going to say anything it's like well you're likely to be sent off or booked if you remonstrate against the referee there's no comeback they don't get to explain the decisions we've mentioned here the whole Harry Kane thing that time he was asked to talk through that quote dive he did in one of the games so I think the problem is there is no 
it feels like there's no formal mechanism for the referees to be on show for the, to explain their decisions or also to question them. However, like I will say, the abuse that was seen is out of order. Sorry, Dave. No, I, I echo pretty much everything you said, Dan. The abuse is completely wrong. Uh, you see it everywhere. And I think there are social media or media outlets out there who do prey on that. Uh, and I know there are social commentators who have mentioned others saying, I'm not being part of them because of what happens uh, for those specific reasons. The Klopp one's really interesting. I mean, what he did was completely wrong. We have now had the transcript come out. We haven't had the audio from what the referee has said. So it's still, it's still very much a he said, she said. The, the other issue I have is, well, footballers and managers, they have to speak to the media after the match. Mm-hmm. So when they're highly emotionally charged, how is it fair on them to have a microphone pointed in their face to talk about decision? Yeah, that's, that's true. Referees don't do it. Referees don't seem to answer to anyone other than the PGMOL. Yeah, and that's all done behind closed doors as well. Exactly. So they're effectively, pardon the pun, refereeing themselves. Yeah. There's no independent body to sort of govern them. But I will say, I don't think Anthony Taylor's a great referee, but the championship playoff final between Luton and Coventry, that was refereed by Michael Oliver. He was brilliant in that match. Absolutely mm-hmm. He got every single decision right. He spoke to the players. He was just really, really good. Unfortunately, we don't have enough referees in this country who are up to that level or standard. Yeah. Did you see that there was um, a referee that retired over the weekend? And the name escapes me. I've just seen the clip. But he got a guard of honour going either going on to the pitch or going off the pitch. I don't know if you saw it. It's obviously not in this country. That would never, ever happen in this country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but aboard... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. And, and the other thing, just to add to what Dave was saying, I think, and of course, when there's a particularly bad refereeing performance, it's highlighted and people only ever talk about that because it's what's robbed your team, et cetera, et cetera. When there's a great performance, you don't often hear about it. But I think it is, and I'll just say again, it's the fact that there seems to be no justification or no commentary from referees or their association about how they performed in a game. And you see it now, and I can't remember if it was after the FA Cup game or there was another game where I was saying that to, to my wife and then one of the managers said, yeah, it's best I don't say anything. And it's like, so you're in a position where managers now are saying, or players, it's best I don't say anything. How's yeah, that right? I quite yeah. I quite like Dave's idea of putting a referee in front of a camera after a game and let make them yeah, do the same good. interview and, and replay some of the incidents rather than get, you know, like Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville to speculate in the studio of what the referee was thinking. Just get the referee yeah. to watch it and comment on it. Well, you're doing it, yeah, with players. You're doing it with managers. So why yeah. aren't you doing it with the key, one of the, the key person in a game? And Absolutely. the time is now, right, to make that change. Like there's so much speculation about refereeing decisions that it feels like right. that would be drastic enough and positive enough to do. There are. And sorry, and I, oh. Go on, Dan, please. Sorry, I get angry about this. <laughs> I think if you then do that, you then absolutely then make harassment of a referee during a game punishable offence. Yeah. I, I think you do that because I think a lot of it at the moment is frustration because especially players know there is no comeback. So once a decision made, once what's the point? So I think if you then are judging referees... I think you then make the harassment of them during a game a punishable thing, which it should be anyway. Yeah. 
that's quite an interesting point as well. So when we've seen the sort of the FA or sort of the PGMOL fine teams for surrounding the referees, they are only fined based on the referee's report as well. So if you've seen lots of matches where re- players are surrounding the referee, but they don't get fined, it's because of the referee. So you don't have you don't have consistency, which is yeah. part part one of the biggest issues. The the other thing is there is a definitely a perception that since Howard Webb has taken over from Mike Riley, I believe, for the PGMOL, the refereeing standards has dropped. Yeah, I think so. Do you think, and I'm not saying that's directly him responsible, but do you think there's an element of, you know, I see the amount of abuse referee. It really is a thankless task. Um, do you think there's an element of we're getting more and more to the stage where, you know, younger people are watching all this and going, I don't want to be a referee. So the, the numbers of quality people coming through into these roles are going to be less and less because people just, why, why have it? Why why go into it? Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. And the other, the other thing tied about the Anthony Taylor thing, which I think is sad, is obviously we saw the video clips of him at the airport and his family getting abused. But we all know that's only a small proportion of what he's going to be receiving online or what players and referees receive online all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's also, oh, on Twitter, you see it a lot. There's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. So if we look at, so one of the, I think it's one of the VAR officials, there's a picture of him standing in front of Wembley. There's a Manchester United backdrop as well, the stadium. Yeah. 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 That's fake. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Wembley bit is true, but actually the Old Trafford is fake. Yeah. Yeah. You and can't trust so... anything you see on social media. Unless it's from our account. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can follow us at Just Football Pod. Just after forever. Trust Just <laughs> Football. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so moving on from refereeing and that. So, Sevilla, obviously, um, not to take away from their result, because obviously they won another European Cup uh, trophy. They have won that competition now seven times. Yeah. Wow. Which is which is a record. Do you know what the next club down? How many times they've won it? As as three of them. I think Liverpool are one of them. Three? Three, yeah. That's so a that, good guess. That, yeah, it was a good guess. That means um, I'll lose the quiz later. I've yeah. had my go. Yeah. Let me scrub that as a quiz question. Um, so, so Sevilla, yeah, won it for record seventh time. Um, other news, um, Celtic won and completed the domestic treble at the weekend. Um, and that is the seventh domestic treble in their history, with that being the fifth in the last seven years. That's, in- that's incredibly dominant, isn't it? I Yes, I just find it hard to care. I mean, it is, is, yeah, that, that, and obviously we love all football, but that division is very hard to get passionate about, isn't it? It is when it's dominated by two teams only. Yeah. Well, I know you can look across Europe and, well, uh, Liga, PSG, uh, Bundesliga is Dortmund and Bayern Munich, but I think the level of plays is higher in those leagues. Plus, they're playing each other four times as well. There is. If I'm being devil's advocate, we could say the Premier League has been heading that way a bit for a few years. Like this year, it was City Arsenal. Then in previous years, it's just City Liverpool. It's more competitive throughout, but often we've think, seen a runaway it's at a the top. Time, like I think the last team outside of uh, Celtic and Rangers to win that top division was managed by Alex Ferguson. That's Aberdeen. Mm. Yeah, Aberdeen. And I think that's the last team to kind of break that stranglehold. You think how long ago you... that was? I did used to like it before Rangers got 
punished. You know, when they they got demoted or had to restart because back then Rangers and Celtic were were kind of bigger than they are now. Felt bigger. They 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 would get some really good players in there, and I used to like it then. Um, but yes, yeah, since that, and then when Celtic obviously then went on to dominate for a lot of time, it just doesn't feel like it's got to the stage it was back then. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I also think that as well, like the teams, Dave, you just mentioned with like PSG in France, at least PSG partake in the Champions League and, you know, make a dent in it. Whereas Rangers and Celtic obviously very rarely uh, do well. So it's just, to me, they're just two domestic teams which sometimes have a trip to Europe. Well, funnily enough, I was going to ask about this because of Sevilla. Yeah. Sevilla have won the tournament, uh, UEFA Cup, seven times. They've done nothing in the Champions League. Yeah. I suppose they've had an impact on Europe, whereas the reality is Celtic and Rangers, they haven't. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like Rangers did get to a final a few years ago, I think. They did. I think I think you're right. But again, final. Fulham did a few years ago as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things that have happened. Pochettino was named as Chelsea manager. That news finally came through as confirmed. The worst kept secret in football. The worst kept secret. Yeah, I, I was hopeful when it wasn't ever official, but obviously did come through. I think he's probably the right man for them, though. Sorry, sorry I'm laughing because I've already seen the tweet saying that he's already going to be replaced by Frank Lampard in December, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and let's and Ibrahimovic retired from football. Um, over the weekend and got a massive ovation, didn't he, by AC Milan and, and their fans. Um, the only reason you I mentioned the... he, he feels like most like a movie character from football, doesn't he? He, he could be a movie yeah. character, that guy. I forgot he was at Man United for a couple of years. Completely forgot they won, that. They won a lot of trophies while he was there as well. They did win three trophies, didn't they, if you count the Charity Shield that, that one year? Yeah, I did, yeah. He was, he was immortalised in... Uh, Ted Lesso as well, wasn't that Zava? Wasn't Zava supposed yeah. to be him? But the, the thing about that, I was, I'm glad you mentioned that. Did you see, because the Verona fans were booing him, weren't they? And did you see his comment to them? He no, said, no. Uh, yeah, you keep booing. This is the best moment of your season, seeing me. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's world class when it comes to interviews and some of the things he says, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a funny one. I was thinking that he is a great footballer, but I... And I was because at the time I was thinking maybe it's because he wasn't really over here or in the the so-called bigger leagues for a longer time, but he's kind of gone under the radar for many years, isn't he? It's not like yeah. he necessarily jumped to the top of people's list if you said give me three or four of the best best players, and it's why because he's he's scored a hell of a lot of goals. He's he scored some stunning goals. I and he's, he's forty two. Well, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he forty one, forty two? Forty two, I think. Yeah, forty one for an outfield player to be playing at that age, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Um, he's played for a lot of the big clubs anyway sorry go on and we're just before we go on to the FA Cup final we'll just nip over to Belgium um, oh, <laughs> nip over to Belgium for news over there where their season came to a close um, and the, the last few minutes of this title race is just bizarre because there were three teams in it um, on the last day in the 89th minute of those three games it looked like Union St. Gilloy's and apologies if I pronounced that wrong, we're going to be champions. In the 90th minute of that game, it looked like KRC Geek were going to be Genk, sorry, KRC, I've, I've written that down wrong, KRC Genk were going to be champions. And in the 94th minute, 
Toby Alderviro, I I've never can never pronounce his name. I call him Toby. Yeah, we'll just call him Toby. Um, scored in 94th minute to make Royal Antwerp champions for the first time since 1957. Now, that is a wow. title race conclusion, isn't it? Three teams, three different teams yeah. were at the top of that league in the last few minutes of that, of that game. I was, yeah, I was doing some research in the Belgium League last night. Oh, so was I. But this is what I was writing notes about. Do you, do you want to go? <laughs> I found it really interesting. Well, I was just trying to work out how the... So I was looking at the points in the table and the points to the matches didn't add up. Do you know why? I did work out why, but please, please go ahead. This is what Dan was looking this at. Yeah, yeah, was, was, yeah. <laughs> so that division has 16 teams in it and they play each other twice with a standard three points for a win and one point for a draw. After the 30 games, the top four teams go into a championship playoff Um at that point, the points total they've got for the season gets halved. Um, with it rounding up, if it becomes a half point, and then those four teams then play each other twice more to to get the winner. So that's the equivalent of like you know now that the, the Premiership is finished, you'd have City, uh, City United, Newcastle, and sit Arsenal would now play each other twice more in a mini league with their points halved. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's an interesting way of doing it. I wonder where that came from, yeah. I don't know about the rest of the league, but I think the rest of the league does also something similar with things like relegation and getting into Europe. and. Yeah, they do players for relegation, players for Europe. The the one I found really interesting, their division is called A, B and C. Yeah. The the C league, the team who are top, have got a minus seven goal difference. Oh, wow. So when they lose, they lose big. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I think it might be one of the only leagues in Europe who have who has that format. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to the MLS. I think, yeah. Had the playoffs. Yeah, it, it does feel very American, doesn't it? With, with that type of thing, like how America do ice hockey and, and things like that and playoffs at the yeah. top. Definitely. So yeah, I thought that was interesting reading that last, yes, yesterday and, you know, Toby is another example of a, a Tottenham player who's left Spurs to win a trophy. He, he joins that joins that elite list. Um, <laughs> and then we, then we move on to the FA Cup final, where I feel like in City's attempt at treble, I felt like this was the one they were going to slip up. But I think in the end, it was fairly straightforward from the highlights that I saw. But I, I don't know if any of you two watched it live. Yeah, Dave, you go first. You. Yeah, I, I, I watched it live. I mean, there were a number of contentious decisions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Uh, I mean, Man City deserved it, to be honest. I mean, she's scoring a goal, fastest ever goal in World Cup, uh, sorry, not World Cup, FA Cup history after 15 seconds. Uh, Gundogan, great finish, but I've got lots of question marks about defending. It didn't happen. For what team? For United? Yeah, yeah. United, they were awful. Uh, in defence. And the same for the City's second goal. Defending was awful. And then their penalty, oh, or well, Man United's penalties, unreal. The, de- the, de- the decision was unreal. The decision, yeah. Um, the If that's given a handball, you can look at so many times throughout the Premier League season, that's a penalty, that's a penalty, that's a penalty, but they're never given. Yeah. Why in the FA Cup final was that decision made? It wasn't it, I, I saw it incredibly harsh. And compare that, I don't know if either of you saw the one that Rome were denied in in the Conference League. 
but compare the two and then tell me which one you would have thought did result in a penalty. I, I didn't see it, but I don't think Man United's penalty was a penalty. Is, is it the vagueness of because he, he, you know, his, his arm was up in the air and it did touch his hand? Is it more mm-hmm. the vagueness of the rules rather than it being a bad, bad decision? The rules are wrong, but I still think it's a bad decision. <laughs> okay, so you you think it's wrong on both? Because I saw that and thought, oh, that's unlucky, but it is a penalty. Like his arm's in an unnatural position; it's up in the air as he as he's jumped and it's and it's touched his hand. I, I disagree. His arms and hands were in a natural position. So when you're jumping up, you I love it. You use your sort of your arms to generate the lift. Yeah. So when you're coming down, your arms are still going to be up. Yeah. So what is unnatural? And it winds me up to no end. So when you see defenders <laughs> in the box, they got their hands behind their back. That's unnatural, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> That's the yeah. most unnatural thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you I, look, I look at Greenish, if you look at Greenish, she clearly didn't know where the ball was when it passed him as well. If you know what I mean, it's, so you can't say he he left his hand there because he knew he, he was going to be a chance to stop it. Um, did it go to VAR? I can't remember, or was it? it yeah, yeah, it, was, it, was it VAR, wasn't given to go. start with, was it? It was VAR intervening, no. gave it. But this apparently, comes down again to sorry again, Dan, go on. No, I was going to say just to Dan. Apparently, Garolinica did say that the rule is being changed this year again for handball. again for yearly yeah. change for for handball. Yeah. Maybe yeah, they so, should let us know what it all is this time. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> And simplify it. Uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember now. It might come back to oh. me. Oh, you've interrupted him mid run. No, no, no. uh, I remember now. It's I remember. Uh, there we go. So one, of the, one of the things I did send in WhatsApp chat is referees. I don't think referees know how to play football. Oh, yeah. They yeah. how to make a decision, but if they never played it, they don't know what's real or what's natural. Yeah. I've, I've heard that in a, a few other podcasts I've been listening to lately about whether ex-footballers should become referees or whether that's... Because no no one's ever done that, as, as far as I'm aware, been a, an ex-footballer and then gone on to be a referee. Um, they all go into punditry, obviously, because they've seen the abuse referees get and maybe they don't want to go that way. But it would be quite interesting to see someone who understands playing football um, as a referee. Stick them in a VAR room. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not referee, but... Putting them in VAR is probably that 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 would at least be a sensible decision in the first first instance, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We should make a list of these suggestions and send them off and see because maybe they're out of ideas and they just need us to to generate some for them. Well, yeah, maybe the we can uh, well the PGMOL can come to us for decisions. They can pay us some money. Yeah, maybe get them on the podcast. Maybe we can get them as guests. Do you know what? While we talk about VAR, I forgot to watch it before it came on, but last night I saw on TikTok there was, a, I can't remember what league it was, but it was a VAR decision that took 13 minutes because the screen was broken. So it went to VAR, but they had to replace the screen or something. So the players were waiting 13 minutes for the decision to be made. <laughs> that point, it should just be scrapped. Isn't it? If the technology is not there, they should just carry on with play. That's terrible. Stick on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Um, and the other thing I've got to know, and this is not about the football itself when it comes to the FA Cup final, is that Guardiola broke tradition and didn't go dressed in a suit. He went dressed in his usual casual clothing. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that seen as disrespectful to that event? I, I felt it was. I felt like it's at Wembley. It's a big day out. Have a bit of respect for a couple and wear a suit. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother you? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily go with that. 
Okay. As in, I don't don't mind. But but you know the funniest thing about it, I was almost going to message the two of you, and then I realised I was wrong on the day, and I thought no. But it's changed. The big thing for me was that it moved back to three o'clock on the Saturday. Because yeah. I was going to message you both and say, God, I hate the fact that it's a five o'clock now on a Saturday. And then I saw it's three and I thought, maybe I've imagined it being five o'clock. But no, I think they they moved it because of the traffic problems, didn't they? And they were both coming from Manchester. train strikes as well um, yeah. on Saturday yeah. as well. So maybe that had something to do with it. But I think you're right. I think it's the first time it's been at Saturday at three o'clock for a long time. I much prefer it. Just like I used to love the Champions League final being on a Wednesday night. And when that moved to Saturday, it lost something for me. I, I don't know. I'm just a traditionalist was, at heart. There was a time when the FA Cup final was on the penultimate weekend, wasn't it? It was before the final day of the league, which never felt right to me. So I'm glad it's now the last day of the season again. Yeah. Yeah. Or the last ga- yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just me about Pep Guardiola's suit, man. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's kind of and other, you know, other things that come Benzema's just signed a new contract hasn't he for um, a club in Saudi is it well that's what I was going to say if you didn't bring it up is now he's going that's potentially going to set the dominoes across Europe now isn't it yeah Benzema going Messi is obviously left PSG now is, is Neymar leaving or is it just Messi Neymar's rumoured to be coming to England isn't he he, he is so. Bar, uh, Messi is out of contract with PSG. Yeah, there's rumours about him going to into Miami, um, possibly Saudi Arabia. And yet Neymar is quite a bit about him coming to the UK or England. So, talking about into Miami, did you see that clip of Phil Neville on, a, on an interview last week? No, he, he was answering no. a question and he got halfway through his answer, and then someone interrupted, like one of the, the pundits or media, interrupted him with another question, and he just went on a massive like. Um, rant saying something like are you interrupting me why are you interrupting me let me finish the answer yes. do i ever interrupt yes. you let me have respect for you and he got to the end of his rant and he goes to answer the question and he goes what was the question again fired then after that didn't he yeah like his brother he's got a pretty poor managerial record yeah yeah yeah, they should stick to uh, yeah, they should stick to punditry, shouldn't they? Well, I was going to say, should they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that another. That's another podcast yeah. episode, I think. Um, so events happening this week. Uh, there is obviously, it's obviously the Europa League, Europa Conference final, wasn't there at some point? Wednesday. Yep. West yeah. West Ham yeah. are playing. I can't remember who they're playing against. Fiorentina. That's the one. And then Champions League, Man City versus. Um, I've actually written it in my notes wrong. I've got City versus Man City, but that's not what it is at all. It's, it's Inter Milan versus Man City, um, who have three Champion League titles between them. Little interesting fact. Three of them, obviously, for Inter Milan and none for Man City. <laughs> I was thinking then, I was thinking, oh, you've got three, I was thinking. Um, I do have a question on Inter, but I waited for Dan's. Spot. Yeah, so Stan has offered a little bit of um, special attention on Inter Milan. Well, well, no, I just, I've always loved, obviously, being an Inter fan, but I've always loved the origin of them and first thing is just that they are the only Italian club to have never been relegated so just saying that from Serie A so go into but they were actually founded so Milan was the first team to be founded so AC Milan and even in in Italy they kind of still pronounce it Milan rather than Milano Um, and reason being it was actually formed as a football and cricket club in 1899 by an English expat called Herbert Kilpin and as that team was going on um, oh, and, and so the only reason I say about the, the pronunciation of it is because it 
did change to the Italian version under Mussolini because he forced them to change it. But then after his toppling, they changed it back to, to the way they said it. So Inter formed in 1908 as a breakaway because Milan were trying to focus more and say they wanted to be more of an Italian-centric club and get more Italians in it. So Inter broke away, which is why they're called Internazionale, you know, international, because they wanted it to be more open to, to kind of all, all nations. So, yeah, I just found it quite interesting that Milan were, were English formed, typically, uh, well, I was going to say uh, quite stereotypically as a cricket and football club. They, when they wanted to focus on being Italian, yeah, that was when the breakaway team of Inter, Inter who, formed. Who, who was in the San Siro first? Um, it wasn't always joint, was it? No, I think. Well, I think it was. I think it was them together, or I think it would have been Milan. Uh, AC Milan, however we say. I love that. It just seems a bit weird. AC Milan, they broke away to be separate from 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 Milan. Uh, into breakaway, yeah. and then they've then they've asked to come yeah. back to, to share their stadium, which feels a bit sort of tail between their legs. Well, in Italy, they all all share, don't they? You don't really have. It's not really like elsewhere that it's all sort of. Uh, I think like council owned and and um, or, or at least yeah, all, all shared in the big cities. But but yeah, that that was it. I just I've always loved that little that little thing. And sort of stereotypically, Milan have always been seen as the like the more working class side, and Inter have been seen as the more snooty sort of upper class. I think because of that breakaway element. So yeah. Yeah. for AC Milan, is that Athletic Club Milan? No, it'd be. Associazione di Calcio, so football football club basically, or football association. Oh, I thought. So it's the equivalent of FC at the end. Yeah. Okay. Technically. Whereas and it's it's funny, um whereas you know, we say about the English, but Inter Inter are also known as Football Club Internazionale Milano. So it's all mixed up with the English <laughs> and, and Italian. But yeah, no, I, I just yeah, I've always loved that that yeah, they got fed up to form their own team. So yeah. Very do, do you know what it is. Do, do you know where the kit colours come from? You know what? I'm going to say I, I don't. I don't. I, all, the only one I remember, I think, was um, Juventus originally had, I think it was pink and black, and I think that's because it came from West Brom. I think they were donated a kit from West Brom, I think. <laughs> we back then had, I could be wrong, but need to look it up. But that's why I think a few years back, I don't know if you remember, Juventus did change their kit as a to mark that first kit. Hmm. But I, yeah, I no, no, I yeah, I don't know the colours, Dave. No, actually, yeah, I should look at it. The other thing I was wondering, the styles, into stripes, AC stripes, Juve yeah. stripes. Yes, yeah. Quite uncommon. Well, it's only uncommon in, in England. In well, similar, it's similar in Sheffield, isn't it? Where you have two different striped shirts for their two different teams. Yeah. Newcastle and Sunderland, are they Sunderland and stripes as well, aren't they? They are, yeah. So do kits coming up. What kits, sorry? episode on kits coming up oh sorry let's not talk about it <laughs> no no i'm just saying no we're doing it now we'll we've, have to do it now yeah we've, we've just been told to stop talking about that i've just got it in my head before we before we move on from champions league um who do we think is going to win okay i'm gonna say it then right i think city will probably win it right but i think some of the disrespect I've been seeing to Inter online, I think, is a little uncalled for. You know, they have won three, and they are a side. I think a lot of the sides like that, when their backs up against the wall, is when they come out fighting. And, and let's not forget, they were in a group 
that had Bayern Munich and Barcelona and everyone was doing the memes about them already at that stage and they got through that. So whilst the, the head the head says it'll be City, I'm just wondering if there'll be a bit of nerves creeping to City and whether Inter will just, just raise the game. I mean, okay, Milan, you could say their opponents were Milan, but they've 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 played some good opponents all the way through and, and that first game against Milan, they look good. And even Lukaku, you know, our memory over here is when he came back to Chelsea, but since he's gone back to it, in, you know, he, he played really well in that semi-final. So I w- all I'm saying is I wouldn't rule him out. Okay. And how, how have Inter done in the league? Where are they in the league? I think they were third. Third. Okay. So a fairly good, fairly good season. It's not like they've yeah, but, you know, done yeah, bad got had a good cup fun. Yeah, obviously sort of far behind sort of Naples. Naples, you know, obviously dominated the league. But um, just the last game was yesterday. Yes, they finished third, just above AC uh, Milan. Oh, and, and the one thing from yesterday in the Italian league, um, Rome won late on with the Dybala penalty, which pushed Juventus into the Conference League. So that was... Oh, cool. oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Dave, who do you think for Champions League? I can't see past Man City. But who, do you want, who do you want to win? Do you want Inter? Do you want Inter? Yeah. I want Inter to win. I think the world is supporting Inter. Well, the football world, it seems, if you look online. Yeah, just I, think I'm game. I, just, I can't see City not winning it. It feels like this is their time um, with a bit of destiny about it. But I hope Inter beat them. <laughs> I really <laughs> do. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So l- l- just want to discuss a few minutes, something else that's happened last week. I know we're a bit short of time, but we'll get through it. Um, so last week, Guardiola won Manager of the Year award. Um, and just to add to that, in the eight months of the season that was going on, he never won Manager of the Month. So he didn't win Manager of the Month at all, but he's managed to top a lot and win Manager of the Year award. Um, so I'm going to ask for your thoughts, and then I'm going to try and explain why it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you first on this one. Uh, I think there's a few things. So you have the hard and soft factors. That are hard is Man City won the league. Yeah. Now, I could look at it from a soft factor perspective and say, well, actually, they didn't play the best football. There are, I think there's several other clubs that played better football than them. Yeah. They didn't suffer the same injuries of, as other clubs have. And I think generally think there's more managers, there's managers who are more deserving of getting that or receiving that accolade. So if you look at Man City, they, under Pep, they spent 1.2 billion, I think it's euros, phenomenal amount. If I look at Deserbi or Thomas Frank, or Silver or Fulham, or even you go all the way up, uh, except for Ten Hag, I'm rolling him in, but Arteta, well, Man City won the league by five points, and they were actually two wins for Man City by over Arsenal. You could look at it that way. Uh, what about Eddie Howe? There's so many other managers on a limited budget playing better football in more difficult and trying circumstances, which I think you could easily argue have done a better job. And just on your first point about that, about Guardiola, yes, he won the league. Last year, the manager of the year was given to Klopp, who finished second to, to Man City. So... I feel like that's not... Con- and some of those other managers you mentioned, I, I come up to some of the stats I found out a little while ago, but some of the other managers you mentioned, I feel are more deserving. And yeah. this is not to take anything away from Guardiola. He's obviously a very good manager and very successful, but I just think there's others more deserving. 
um, with what they've done, like you said, with the budget and the players they have to achieve what they have. I mean, just look at Villa. They've been incredible. From where they were, where they've got to, I think with Unai Emery, it's, it's been remarkable. Great yeah. contender for a manager of the season. So yeah. I guess yeah. a lot of people will argue and challenge, well, could Guardiola, could he go to Villa and do the same thing? Could yeah. he go to Fulham, do the same thing? Yeah. Well, one of, one of the compa- well, comparisons is, you know, Man City to win the league, they were odds on at the beginning of the season, right? Um, they were the favourites probably by some way. But you look at what Ranieri did in the year that Leicester won the league. Could Guardiola have done what he did? Or was you know was that was that a fluke season? Some of it's got to be down to what Ranieri did. But it, it would be interesting if Guardiola did go and manage someone like Aston Villa when he managed Brighton and see what the results would be. That's that's my view. Is it shouldn't be given just to someone who won the league. And like you said, I know you said Klopp got it the, the year before, but for me it was one of two. It was either going to be Emery or Deserby, just based on. And and you know you say it's a good one with Eddie Howe, but I think already last year they had, they had a good base to build on. Whereas I think this season the turnaround that both well, especially at Villa, I think that's what it should be based on. It should be with what you've got at hand. Your the end. The end result, does it fall in line with what you start with? And like you said, you would expect City to be at the top. And that might be harsh on Guardiola because you could say then he might never win the man. But the fact he's winning potentially a treble, that's his reward for having yeah. that great a team. So yeah, the, the should be really done to someone who's actually, t- like Emery's turned that around this year after Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Who'd have thought Brighton would have got into to Europe above Chelsea and say Spurs? So that that's well, to me well, just, yeah. just some of the comparisons between and before we go on to a quiz, but some of the comparisons. Guardiola last year finished with ninety three points. This year he finished with eighty nine. So he's actually done worse than he did last <laughs> season <laughs> on his yearly appraisal. <laughs> on his yearly appraisal, yeah. Um, Unai Emery. So compare Aston Villa to last year and this year. Aston Villa finished 14th for 45 points. This year, they finished 7th for 61. So that's an extra 16 points um, mm. that Emery's managed to pick up. And I know Gerard was manager for the first part of the season. Arteta, last year, 5th with 69. Second with 84 points. So that's a, a, a massive improvement. Um, Roberto, no, not, I wouldn't go that far. Roberto, <laughs> <laughs> Roberto De Zabi, um last year finished ninth for 51 points, sixth for 62 points this year, so an 11 point uplift. Eddie Howe, what you mentioned, 11th for 49 points, this year fourth with 71 points. So out of all those managers, Guardiola was the only team that gone back, went backwards on on point total. Um, and obviously, you know, obviously still more points than everyone else, but that is the resource he has, right? And he's obviously a very, I think there's a difference between successful and best. I think successful you can measure in trophies, and I get that. But best, I think, is is a lot more debatable. Yeah, we agree. And they're the, they're the soft factors for me. Yeah. So, um, we're a bit short of time. Uh, so, so let's just quit. quickly, before yeah. you go to the quiz, one thing I saw, and I, I found it really funny, and I didn't know about this. So, just going back to Serie A, so the, the team Sassuolo, They've got a moat in their stadium between the fans and the pitch. And I think it was done in the 90s, mid-90s to stop fans getting onto the pitch and causing trouble. But there was a, a Fiorentina fan in the week at the weekend. And I saw subsequently two years ago, an Inter fan did the same. They actually caught a fish from the moat. They bought a fishing line. And while the game was on, put it in this moat. And they actually caught a fish during the game. So <laughs> live fish somehow got into this moat. Brilliant. I'll ask you, yeah, have a look at it. I, I might try to tweet it out with the episode, but... 
Yeah, it was just a funny thing. you don't expect to see a football game. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so this week's quiz on the theme of managers is going to carry on being managers. And I'm going to test your knowledge of the teams that you support on the, their last few managers. Oh. So what <laughs> I'm going to do, and I've got two rounds, but I'm not sure we're going to have time for both of them, but we'll, we'll see. Um, so Dave, your first topic is Arsenal. Um, okay. And Dan, your first topic is Tottenham. Um, and I want you to list their last 10 managers. And we're going to do a manager each. Um, I'll go to Dan and he, he can pick one. And I'll go to Dave and he can pick one. You've just got the to name a manager. Month. That's the last yeah. month with Tottenham in it. This is why I said on the quiz yesterday, it's a bit weighted towards right. Dan because his is local history. Whereas Dave, <laughs> yours goes back a little while. If we get time, then we'll do the same for Italy and England, um, which I think would be a bit more fairer. So, okay, so the last 10. So, yeah, so you're going to give one answer each. So, Dan, we're going to go with you first. Um, do do interim managers count? No, no interim managers. Um, well, I'm going to say Ryan Mason. That's, that's an interim manager. So, no, that is an interim manager. No, didn't wasn't he given it after Mourinho? Right, so, Dan scores wrong on his first no, guess. Come on. No, he was given it after Mourinho, wasn't he? And that, then, mine, that's that's minus one negative points for arguing as I well. Thought, I thought they, they gave it to him. <laughs> as no, it Ryan, was. Mason was, Ryan Mason was an interim manager twice over, so you've got I that question wrong twice. You try to be clever. <laughs> Go on, Dan, give us another one. We won't count that. Full start. Uh, all right, then. Conte. Conte. Dave? Gonna be, and it doesn't matter about order, does it? Doesn't matter about order, no. So, and existing, current, current, yeah. Obviously, Tottenham don't have a current manager, so that only applies to you. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Mikel Arteta. Dan, uh, trying to go backwards because that's easier. Nuno, yeah. Dave, Unai Emery, yeah. Dan. Uh, Jose Dave The Lord that is Arsene Wenger Guess more question, difficult for you after that one <laughs> It does yeah <laughs> Dan Poch <laughs> uh, Yep Dave Bruce Rioch Yep Dan That's gone I hope Dave doesn't get it Dave, I, I, you, you can only get two more because then I'm going to struggle. <laughs> um, uh, AVB, Villas Boas. Yeah. Dave. George Graham. Yeah. Dan. Uh, Redknapp. Yeah. Um, Dave. Bruce Rioch. You've had him. Have I said him already? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. That's oh. where it gets really tough. Yeah. So what, Freddie Jungberg was an interim manager, wasn't he? was he? an interim manager, correct, yeah. Which Stuart Houston. Stuart Houston? No, afraid not. So he, he was, was interim. In, I think he was interim, but quite a long time. Don Howe. Don Howe, yep. Dan? Who was the last one I gave? Was it Redknapp? Yeah. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, I've got nine. Um, Yo. Yep. Dave. Steve Burtonshaw. No. The interim as well. It's just not on my list. I do, do you want me to fact check it? 
Ter- uh, Terry Neal then. Terry Neal's on there, yeah. yeah. Is that is that uh, all ten? Are we done? That's seven. Dan. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um. Oh, the one he didn't do very well, did he? Mind you, <laughs> you can take your pick. That's why I'm good. Um, Santini. Santini, yep. Dave. I don't even remember Santini being a manager. No, he was only there he for a few very months. Long. Wasn't he? A few months. In- I've only got one more. That's interim, then surely. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a, he did well. He did well as a Spurs manager in terms of length. Yeah. Only got one more myself, and then I'm stuck. I'm gonna do it by the number of points you get. So, um, so if, even if Dave fails here, I'll go to Dan and get his his extra one. You out? Billy Wright. Yes, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dan. The one. I've, I've got one more manager, and that's it. Then, you, then, then you won, because I've got one more. And then, you then we'll go on to England versus Italy and then we'll, we'll add up the points afterwards. So Dan, what you got? Uh, he's going to win on that. I, I think um, the one I missed, um, no. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Ramos. Yes, Dan. So you've got one more to get, Dave. He's going to be on that. Thirty me. Yes, Dave. Oh, well done. Dan, can you, get, can you get your 10th <laughs> one? I don't... Um, no, no. Was he in trim or was that long before? No, he was long before. I no, it's wrong. But I've got in my head our dealers, but I think that's too far. Too far back, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dave, you you s- got, Dave you got no, any more? I got nothing. No. It was the Spurs but, one. So we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it a tie at nine all. And um, you got nine managers each out of ten, which I think is pretty impressive, especially oh, for you, Dave. Dave. I thought Dave got ten. Sorry, oh, I thought. No. no. So Dave missed out George Swindon, who was manager in 1958. <laughs> uh, but just talk about that's like unbelievable that 10 managers goes back that far, isn't it? Like, who's the, who's the Spurs one? Who is the... You missed out Tim Sherwood. See, I thought he was interim. <laughs> no, nah, he was permanent. He got fired. He really? Yeah. yeah so well, I'm going to say now, I am going to struggle with the Italy managers anyway. Before um, I go on to Italy it's and England managers, if a manager has come back and managed a team twice, I'm only counting them once. Okay. You, you can't have duplicates. Um, so, Dave, England managers. I'll go for uh, Southgate. Dan? Uh, current one, obviously, Mancini. Dave? I'm going to go with another Italian, Sam Aladici. <laughs> Surely it's, funny, he was it? it's funny isn't it because most of our interim managers well all of our interim managers usually manage longer than that permanent manager yeah. uh, Dan see I've only I've only got well the, the one before is the one I know clearly that was Conti yeah uh, Dave Roy Hodgson Yes, Dan. Uh, so it's Mancini, Conti. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lippy. Lippy, yep. Yeah. Dave. 
Was Stuart Pearson interim or permanent? He was interim. He was interim, yeah. Because I think he was managing the under-21s at the time, wasn't he? As well. Yeah, and Pete Peter Taylor as well. Peter Taylor was really good under-21, but wasn't a great manager. Yeah. Um... Ben, you're an Ericsson. Yep. Dan? See, I was going to say someone, but I don't think he actually managed Italy. I think he managed England. I'm going to leave that one out and probably give him one to Dave. Um, oh, I, th I think I know who that was then. <laughs> um, I think I've only got two more. Um, I would have done the England ones better. I think, I think Dan, you, you fell into stereotypes with us and, and that's uh, penalised me. Um, gonna say Trapatoni was one. I know. I feel like I get, you had the advantage on the club team one. Baron Dave had to remember, like 50 yeah, fair, years point, of fair point. Fair point. Yeah, but surely that's easy. Things are unfair. No, 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 that's harder because surely he's got fewer to remember. Then, isn't he? He's got, they're easier to remember. Trapatini, uh, Trapatini was one. By the way, is what you just said. Yeah. Um, Dave. I'd go for another Italian. Capello. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I, I was going to go for. Um, I think I've got one more with potentially a dodgy one after. So it feels like countdown. I'll go with my safe one. Um, Zoff. Yeah. Because he got okay. the unbeaten, the longest unbeaten run or something, didn't he? Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan. Dan? Uh, this one, I'm not sure. I think it might be too far out. Um, Saki, Arrigo Saki. No, that's the last one on the list. Oof. Dave? Uh, Len Hoddle? He, he made the Yes. Oh, my. Deflated. Deflated. <laughs> Are you out, Dan? I think I'm out. Dave, you just That's need one more for the win. I will take it. I'll take the win. Yeah, I need the answer before you oh, do okay. it. Oh, okay. Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren, yes. <laughs> Dave, do you know any more before I reveal the answers? Did you have well, I remember Terry yeah, Venables is on there, yeah. Well, was he last 10, was he? So, Venables, yeah, Glenn Hoddle, Howard Wilkinson. Howard Wilkinson's not on there. Roy Hodgson, was Roy Hodgson there? Yeah, I think it's... Glenn Roy Hodgson, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, maybe Wilkinson was an interim again. Uh, so on, and it was before Venables. So Venables was a uh, ninth manager ago. So the, the two others, and one of my favourite England managers, Bobby Robson. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, but I didn't know whether he'd make the, the 10. And then, um, do I not like that? Yeah, Mr. Graham Taylor was number do 10. Do I not like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well Dan, done, you, Dan, you missed out Cesare Prandelli. Don't um, and Cesare Maldini. I don't, I don't recall those at all. Okay. Don't recall cool. those at all. Well done today for winning uh, the manager's quiz. Thank you very much. Um, Two and well, Yeah, well done, Dave. You're on an undefeated streak. Roll on next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just football invincible. Yeah. Well, next, week, <laughs> next week is an interesting one. And I'll, I'll say more when you kind of hand over, Dan. Yep. Okay, so... Um, that's the end of this episode uh, just a few other things to mention is last week you may have noticed we released a bonus episode um, with 
us naming our dream Premier League eleven. Um, and tomorrow we're also, I was going to say filming, not filming, recording um, another bonus podcast. And Dave, do you want to give us a few details? Certainly, yes. So well, well, I had the pleasure of uh, speaking to someone called Matthias from Norway, who's going to speak to us about SK Brand and who, who are a team in Norway and Dundalk in Ireland. And hopefully give us some insights into football, the atmosphere, in both countries, and we might touch upon um, the cheat code that is Haaland <laughs> and Martin Odegaard. Okay, very interesting. Thank you. And and Dan, over to you for sneak preview of coming weeks. Yeah, and and just to echo that, so we've got another couple of guests lined up. Um, just getting the paperwork and the contract signed off. You know, last minute uh, details. Um, but actually, I was just going to say, yeah, if you are listening and you want to come on and be a guest yeah do get in touch with us um next week's one we've got um again like i said contracts permitting lord joey fitz is coming on to the show um yeah he is an aston villa fan and he's actually going to provide a quiz that's why i said it's going to be interesting so we're going to have it's our first um three-way as it were um so we'll have our first proper quiz so yeah that's next week and hopefully the week after we are going to have someone special again. We, so I met this this guy on holiday a few years back. He worked in, I think it was in the media for Fleetwood Town. So was there for all like the, the Vardy years and, and all the, you know, the promotions when, you know, they were, I think they gained six, six or seven promotions in 10 years. So yeah, he, David, David Mitchell is going to come on the show. Yeah. The week after. So that's what the 19th or this, it'll go out on the 20th. So yeah, we've got a couple of guests coming on to talk about their experiences. Cool. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. And look forward to those upcoming episodes. Um, has anyone got anything else they want to add before we sign off? Just a download, just uh, share and subscribe. Cool. Uh, thank you for listening all and we will catch you next time thanks for listening to the Just Football Podcast we hope you enjoyed the show and if you did please share with your friends and family you can subscribe on your favourite podcast platform you can also follow us on Twitter at Just Football Pod for the latest news and updates see you next time